Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? <laughs> I feel great. Rabbit, rabbit. No, see, don't laugh. <laughs> don't, don't. Okay, now we got to reference it. <laughs> Listen, in the first, if I am elected, when I am yeah. elected, in the first yes. 100 days of my administration, I will yeah. personally smite. Huh. I will smite huh? Comcast. Uh-huh. I will smite Skype. Huh? I will, many things will be dealt with. Let's put it that way. Let me ask you this. This yes. is not, this is, the, yes, you there. Um, how, just talking about purely architecturally, how well has the, uh, has the internet achieved what you hoped it would do? Ooh, let I wasn't take prepared you, for this. Let me take you to Merlin 2010. People. Hey, Merlin. Hey, hello. Yeah. We Wait, know sorry. each other already. <laughs> an Android, I guess. Hello. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm an English Android, I am. Let, let's go. We'll no, be let's destroyed go. for sure. <laughs> Sent to the spice mines of Kessel, we will. Let's take it all the way back. All Although right. I don't know if all the way back, back to when, back to when you designed the Long Winter's website. Yeah. Let's take it just as far back as when the decade turned the corner. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, what do you think it's going to be like in 2020? <laughs> and now here we are. Yeah. What's your, what's the, what, what's your take? Well, I mean, if you break it into little pieces, there's some parts of it. And, and again, this is the color of my crystal. It's based on stuff like the access that I get, the things that I know, what I know to run. I do know that there are many different internets for different people around mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. and uh, very much in the United States. So the, the provider that you have, the speed of your connection um, how much spam you get, whether you're on a platform that's can be that can be more easily or less easily compromised. The tech part of it, for myself, I'm pretty happy with. The the huh. the, the well, I mean, I, I mentioned to you in one of our four previous calls this morning <laughs> that I've gotten faster upload speeds in Yosemite on an LTE connection than I get in my house with a the the premium Comcast Cable Town connection. So there are still weird anomalies like that, the actual content and stuff. Well, so, but yeah. but not not content wise. But I'm talking about just oh good. Okay, of, you're going easy on me. Okay, good. Yeah. Did you think? Did you think, for instance, that in 2010, that in 2020 there would still be 500 different internets depending on where you were, who you were? Right. That it would be like better distributed from yeah, or that yeah. that for instance, uh, like for instance, uh, like this morning, my router dropped out one, two, three, four times. Ha ha ha! <laughs> four internet drops. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. We fired our guns and the British kept it coming. <laughs> Uh-huh. And the clear blue skies over Germany. Eighty men tried, eighty men died. Now they're buried together in the countryside. Um, which is how um, it feels sometimes. I don't I you know it's a, it's a, I mean I only know what I what I read in the newspapers. I um I guess I thought on the one hand it is really astonishing to me how big and fast everything has gotten. And I am very much enough of an old person that the uh, improvements in quality in various kinds of things are just have historically improved in leaps and bounds. So it's pretty nuts to me that my first computer that I owned with my own money did not even have a hard drive and used 800K floppy disks with no hard drive. Mm -hmm. And now today, like one of our abortive 
Skype calls. Like one of our, it failed in the first minute. That file size is way bigger than the first hard drive I ever had. Just the rounding error, the shavings, the clippings of that connection. So on the one hand, like it's great. And I, I love stuff like, I mean, my family doesn't care about 4K ultra high def, but I do. Even with my terrible eyes, I look at the TV and I go, God, that looks so good. Mm. I watched something in like 720. We go back and we watch Veronica Mars from just a few years ago. And it's still a really good show, but it just doesn't look as good. So on the one hand, I'm amazed that stuff has improved the way it has. And on the other hand, it does seem uh, troubling that it's not better distri- distributed um, in the population. Well, when the blimps, when the blimps come. Mm-hmm. The internet blimps. It's weird that when you travel, I mean, like, it, well, when we used to travel, when you go to places, and it is wild how, I mean, it, it makes sense that they, that they being the, like, uh, cell phone providers and the, you know, LTE providers or whatever, it makes sense that they concentrate their efforts where it'll do the most good, and they level their resources and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it is pretty wild how the difference when you're traveling somewhere and you'll suddenly have no internet for like 45 minutes and then suddenly wicked powerful internet and you you don't know what changed all right. you know is to like keep looking at your phone to see if you got the internet again and can get maps or whatever well in my case not your case you don't right map. no i don't need maps but i sometimes do need now where to we're going upload upload live video from coachella yeah and i don't understand why i and eighty thousand of my closest friends can't do it so i mean from a tech standpoint you know, it's just, I, I do look at, and then I want to throw to you and hear what you have to say. I do look at the time in, around the time we did your site, and what, what would that be, 2004 or 5? Yeah. When, when was Pretend to Fall? What year was that? To, to, pretend to Fall was 2003. What? Yeah, sorry. I'm afraid so. Wait, so we we made that website in 2003? <clears throat> I, thought, I thought I met you in 2003. No, you met me in 2000, early 2002. Ugh. Okay. I know. Okay. Right? Um, oh, we're but, coming up on twenty years, Merlin. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, but you know, the thing is, I look at that time uh, as a very exciting time for me personally. It was like the beginnings of uh, the the the. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on that had not become a thing yet. The economy, uh, the dot com stuff had crashed. There were a lot of extremely talented people out there, practitioners. Apple stock. Well, but like, I want to be clear here. I'm not talking about the Zucks of the world. I'm talking about the practitioners, the people who had the skills that led to what came to be called Web 2.0, where suddenly everything got a lot cleaner. It got a lot more standards compliant. It got more accessible. It got cooler and more fun. People came up with Ajax and all these different ways of doing stuff in your browser. And I do. And then, of course, I had a website that did pretty well that I was excited to have a chance to build. And anyhow, um, I do feel like the excitement of that time... It, that that just feels like it's turned to ashes. I mean, you know, the the sites I look at stuff like Flickr or Vimeo or any of that stuff, and it's just uh, it's not the same as it used to be. I've still not found anything that I enjoy in quite the same way that I enjoyed using Flickr back in the day. You were great at Flickr, but it was also a community. It was really neat. They had they had they had picked up some really neat ideas about how to keep things. Not totally private exactly, but how to be more discreet and you could share baby pictures in a bathtub with your friends and, you know, but now, and now today it's like, it really, in some ways it's great. There's elements that is great. If you can afford to have it be great, it can be great. But, um, it is, it is very strange to be in a position where if, uh, so I think I've mentioned before, I had a time where every Sunday I would try not to use my phone. I would not use, basically interact with technology until noon. 
um, was the original idea. And that quickly became, well, there's no way not to interact. That, that's silly. How am yeah. I going to like turn on my internet controlled lights? Um, yeah. But even just like going to find out, we don't use a yellow book, yellow pages anymore. You know, um, we don't use an atlas um, the same way anymore. And you start to realize like how much of your shit is technology. Like when we say don't look at screens, don't use the computer. Well, that's how are you going to do practically anything? Right. I mean, I buy books, you know, for Kindle. It's like, you know, and bad on me, but like it is weird to be in this kind of mm, dystopia of our own design. What's your thought? Well, <clears throat> the Flickr one is a good is a good example because there are a lot of things from that era um, that didn't that that didn't make it to now, and for good reason, right? Like message board communities, like existed then, just couldn't really exist now in the same way because who's going to go to the message board of fifty different bands that they like or? You know, or everything that they do, there's a so separate... So that becomes something more like Reddit, where, like, there's right. a, a large-scale community of what we used to call, like, bulletin boards or, you know, forums. Yeah, right. You couldn't go on the Long Winners forum and post a picture for a long time. I mean, I guess you could post links. But, um, but something like Flickr, is there any reason that Flickr... There, I, I cannot think of a reason why Flickr isn't still a viable community, right? Like there's nothing about what it was doing then that, that wouldn't translate to now. Mm -hmm. Well, the network, so, the network effect cuts both ways. And so we all, the network effect, as we all know, is the thing that says like the more people use something, the more people will use it. Like if your friends are there and your rappers are there, like you're going to go check it out, whether that's MySpace or Flickr or whatever it is. But then that, that sometimes slow, sometimes quicker attrition of people not going there. It's you don't notice it as much because all their stuff is still there, probably. Yeah. But you know, it's. So is that what kills Flickr? Is that that it falls out of popularity? I mean, I I, I don't know the details of this. Um, I do know that like Yahoo is a company that's you know kind of not where they used to be, and I think they have to make a lot of resource decisions just based on the garbage fire that is Tumblr these days. Um, I think there's some pretty odd decisions, but I mean, again, look at this, like, um, look at the way MySpace, oopsie doopsie, we've lost everybody's music. Like one day, all those people who had put all their music on MySpace, it was just gone. Uh, uh, today, I got an email today that, um, to, uh, that said that the Amazon look is being discontinued. So your, 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 your first question might be, what is an Amazon look? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you that know? That was my first question. No. Was well, it, as, was it like, uh, what were, what were those Microsoft? tablets or phone or uh, mp3 players oh, like zoom zoom zooms but right. like you know it's google sunsets products all the time amazon does it a little I, what I was that thing that you were talking about what is an well, amazon so just to say like okay so the big splash comes out hey check it out everybody we have this new thing and it's a camera and you could put it in your bedroom or your closet and it'll the camera can help give you advice about your clothing choices i think was the pitch oh and now yeah. That's just uh, not – I mean, I don't have a dog in this fight, but just to say, for relevance sake, as recently as today, I see the announcement that that is just not going to work anymore. There's a lot of stuff where, as you know, you get it, it works fine for a while or it doesn't work fine for a while, and then it's just not supported any longer. Flip phone, flip phone, roly-poly, mm -hmm. flip phone. <laughs> Eat them up, young. <laughs> what uh... – <laughs> Um, I still feel um. <laughs> I still feel like the uh, the fact that uh, that Vine went away Ugh. was like a was like some was some culture war stuff. 
Like where the where the fuck is Vine? Weren't they acquired by Twitter? And then shut down. Yeah. Right? It's it's Acqui- and, and I didn't even discover why it was so good or how it was so good until it was already gone. Yeah. Um <sighs> Yeah, I um I don't know. It's it's so difficult. Everybody uh you know, everybody's holding a different part of the camel in some ways. It's it's difficult to know, but like it, Can I but, pick what, what part of the camel I hold? <laughs> No, you're a blind man. This is an elephant. Work it out. I don't out. want to get. I don't want to get stuck with the camel wrong dick. part of the camel. Camel dick. Yeah, I'm you're always just stuck like, with the camel dick. You know what a, ca- a camel is like a python. Uh, you don't it? want to be the one that says that. No, <laughs> you instantly <laughs> lose all respect with the ladies. <coughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrain. My friends, there are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. Primarily, you're going to create a beautiful website. It's going to turn your cool idea into your very own new home on the internet. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can have image galleries. Of course, you can sell products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business. You could even announce an upcoming event or a special project, whatever you need to do, it's all in Squarespace. How do they do it? I'll tell you. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. You get the ability to customize the look and feel, the settings and the products, everything on your site with just a few clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. And they offer a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time and built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Plus, of course, they have their 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. Squarespace is encouraging folks to make it. Get out there and make it. You know what I'm saying? Are you ready to start a business? Make it stand out. Get it with the Squarespace. You know? Uh, uh, you know, you think it, you dream it, you make it with Squarespace. If you, if you will it, it is no dream. Are you getting the idea here? It's Squarespace. And you are using Squarespace right this minute because you are listening to the Roderick on the Line podcast, which is hosted entirely on Squarespace. Thank you to Squarespace. Love this company. Big recommendation. They get my official okie dokie. So right now, please go head out to squarespace.com slash supertrain. That's one word. You're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use that offer code supertrain for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. For me, I keep thinking, because I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. right? And I'm cool. not inside the mail. Cool. I'm not inside the internet culture. Every time I go to San Francisco, I wander around like a blind man wondering what part of uh, the internet I'm holding. It never <laughs> feels like python? a python. <laughs> I'm like, the internet is a wrinkly board. The internet is a, it's the size of a barn. Uh, Rabbi, you're touching a barn. And you know, and everybody down there, when you're when you're when you get into conversations with somebody, you know, there's a lot of kind that's weirdly prickly about. Um, <clears throat> first of all, you never know who the person you're talking to, whether or not they're the one that invented RSS or whatever. So you know, so you can't just like yeah. me just shoot from the hip, like you know, it sucks. Yeah, Twitter, and they're like, oh yeah, that's my name's Jack Twitter. Or whatever, uh, but but, My name's but as a uh, as like a just a user, a consumer, I've always 
wanted from 1982 on, I've wanted computers to be as dumb as me, or I've wanted them to be effortless, right? For you not to have to, to for for the for the user to not have to climb the mountain to the computer, but rather that the computer would come down to the valley where the users live. Mm-hmm. And over the course of my life now, from the time I got my first personal computer, which was almost 40 years ago, I still feel like every day I'm greeted with a string of number, unintelligible numbers. Somebody says, oh, to restart your Xfinity mm. Comcast blorg, you need to go on to the bleeg blorg and mm. do the blorgity and here's your troubleshooting and blorg, blorg, blorg. <laughs> and, you know, and and so uh-huh. the computer and the phone, like I ha- they're they're extremely limited devices for me because I have to climb the mountain each time to figure out how to do the next thing, right? Like if I wanted to do a video blog, if I wanted to, um, if I wanted to publish something to the internet, I still would, there would be such a huge, and you know, and I, if I, if I care, you know, if I really wanted to, I could call you, I could call John Thircutha. I could spend the, spend a week trying to figure it out. I could buy a bunch of hardware and, and, and probably get up to some, you know, get up to the level of a 90 year old grandpa relative to like what a 15 year old can do. Yeah. But like none of it works is the, is, is what, is what's so weird to me. Like in 2010, I absolutely would have believed that by 2020 I would walk in and like, what's amazing is you, you open your laptop now and it comes on. It doesn't spend five minutes turning on. Yeah. And apps launch pretty fast now. That's all extraordinary. Yep. Right. Absolutely. But it's still a question of, and, and a lot of it is idiot. Like I click on the mail and there's the mail. I click on the thing and there's the thing. But in terms of like the overall experience and the sense, the sense that I always had that, well, that computers would be integrated into our lives. I thought what that meant was the computers were going to meet us. And what it means is that kids now are raised in computers. And so they meet, they, they live on top of the mountain already or, or something. Yeah, I mean, computers writ large. I mean, I think yeah. I think the computer, qua computer that we grew up with, or you know, in our adult life, got to use. Um, I don't think it's the classic desktop computer or even a laptop in a lot of cases. But there's just the the i like an iPad or an iPhone is just so it's so part of life for them now in a way that's would be very perplexing for young us to understand. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. <clears throat> You know, I don't let so one of the problems with the with the quarantine has been that we we sent our kid to Montessori and when I first went to the Montessori school to tour it it was conspicuous that there were no computers. There was like a computer and they were so proud of it. Like, oh, we don't, you know, we don't do any screen time. Mm-hmm. We just play with colored blocks. When we when it's time to do math, we get out a big bag of corn kernels. And the kids sit and do higher math by like, you know, by using like matrix telekinesis to juggle corn kernels in the air. And, um, 
And I'm like, wow, totally. That's just how I do math. And we were coming from a public school where they were absolutely trying to, you could see that the teacher didn't know how to use the technology, but she was being pressured by the district to like take it all online, you know, the, the standardized testing and the computer. And again, and, just to be clear, this is in the pre-COVID days. Pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And, oh my goodness. Thank you, Alexis. She just told me there was no coming calls. <clears throat> but then... <laughs> oh, God. But then... They're coming uh, for us, John. <laughs> but then the COVID. And the Montessori school, trying to figure out what to do, uh, just started throwing Hail Marys. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, you got to log on to Seesaw and get the... And then download the the stuff from the Google Drive and then get be there ready for the Zoom call with your, you know, pie pieces cut out of a piece of paper. And, and oh, and you need to buy a bag of corn kernels. Mm, you need some home corn. But it's going to be, you know, but we're going to do it all online and this online and that online. So we're going to continue this ethos of um, whatever, I don't know the phrase, I don't want to say anything offensive, but this sort of deliberately primitive approach or non-electronic uh, approach, we're going to continue to do that. It's just we're going to use electronics to do it. Right. Okay. And and none of us here at the Montessori School know how to use electronics. So every time you log on, it's going to, somebody's going to have the wrong password. Somebody's going to have put the wrong time into the thing. Mm-hmm. Half the kids are going to be there. Half of them didn't know where to find the material. Uh, so half of them are sitting there with a pair of scissors. And it's like, no, this is corn kernel time. And and that's all forgivable because COVID just threw everybody into insanity. But what, what what's crazy is that uh, that there's not even now a um, – I don't know. It's that computers aren't integrated. Hmm. They still aren't. And it's and it's strange to me that the, you say integrate. You mean like just user friendly, to use an old phrase, sort of. Right. Yeah, user friendly, but also like they don't the, the where they belong in our lives isn't clear, right? You oh, have so it might be embedded in your washer or your dryer, but maybe you would prefer that that technology be deployed in uh, in a more useful way for you personally. Well, or just like if they're in your washer dryer. You would also expect, for instance, that you would be able to either print out a piece of paper and not have it cost $7 in toner mm -hmm. or living in a paper, paperless world where everyone else is also living in a paperless world. So, for instance, when I still get asked to print out a document, <laughs> sign it, and fax it back mm – -hmm. And I'm living in a world where that person maybe has internet in their washer and dryer. I'm wondering how it is, like where, because there are other people that, that don't want you to, what they want you to do is go into your, a virtual program on your phone and put a pretend signature on a right. thing. Where they've wrapped a web page in some kind of basic Chrome and now here's your secure website. Thank you for your mortgage. Right. Exactly. And and then there's me who can never who cannot imagine any reason why my washer and dryer would be on the internet. And that and but it doesn't just feel like, oh, we're in a transition period. 
unless what you mean by transition period is an entire lifespan of a human being to transition between this and that. Because like when we transitioned from horses to cars, it took a few decades, right? To go from a world where the system a car wasn't was set like, up for that system wasn't set up. We had to build roads across America and gas yeah. stations and we had to we had to decide what traffic should And now you need advance. a way to get the gas to the gas station as well, which now is just the, more road need. Got to get the gas to the gas the station. Tires, all those windshield wipers, and the aerial for your car. Yeah, got to get the aerials to the aerials. Mm-hmm. Got to get the mm-hmm. windshield wipers to the windshield wipers. But that all kind of went down between nineteen what fifteen and nineteen thirty mid to late thirties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got 15, 20 years there, and then all of a sudden you can get in your car and uh, get in your car in, in uh, Pine Barrens, New Jersey, and drive to San Francisco. And when you get there, there's a Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, if you ever plan to motor west, you know. Yeah, if you plan to motor, that's right. You know, hop on Route 66. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea that you could build an entire road network and all of the infrastructure to support an entire, the whole concept of automobiles in 15 years. But 15 years ago, I was still unplugging and restarting my router and I'm doing it exactly the same way now for the same reason. Seems like, uh, seems weird to me. And I know that the, you know, I know like computer apologists are going to say, well, it's harder than it seems or whatever. Uh But but it, but it is strange, given that in 1960, Kennedy said, we're going to go to the moon. And in 1969, uh, depending on who you believe, we were on the moon. I know that's a, that's a specious comparison because everybody makes it. But it's also not. Those guys built those rockets. With, uh, no, no. And by the reports that I've heard were that they were, yes, there was a NASA program underway. And yes, they certainly thought about stuff like, I wonder if we could go to the moon. But... I don't think you tell me, but I, I've, I've, I don't think he consulted with a lot of inside baseball space people before he made that rather grand announcement. No, he just threw threw it out there. I think he thought of There's it. There's a bunch morning. of guys in short sleeve shirts and black ties going. We're going what now? Yeah, right. Who, what? <laughs> it's like and bring great... him safely home. Okay, all right. <laughs> Where do we stand on that, Marv? <laughs> sure, we can get him there probably. But what's this safely home business? Right. Um, it's like that, that woman on, uh, on TikTok or whatever, who does the videos where, she, where Donald Trump. Trump is talking, but she's, oh, I love her and, uh, and, and she always cuts to herself with a different haircut going, yeah. what, who, me <laughs> testing. <laughs> we have the best testing. It's those guys. Yeah. I went there, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a display at the museum of flight here where they walk you through the whole space program. They've got like an old Goddard rocket and they, go all the way through, uh, the whole, you know, the whole program hmm. and they've got a huge Apollo room full. There's a moon buggy and there's lots of, Ooh, is it like uh, a, is it like a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A tableau? Like, does it look like it's the moon? A little, they have a little bit of that. Oh. There's not, a, they didn't like do that. like a, they didn't do a diorama where it's got like a, like a, like a baboon and a and a man with a spear really closely you can see stanley kubrick in the background <laughs> yeah little black uh black obelisk mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
but it's you know it's astonishing and you've seen a saturn five right i've I've it's a big ass rocket been lucky enough to go and then you go up close to it and you're like fuck it's just like pipe fitters like guys guys built this the same guys that build refrigerators built this thing yeah yeah it's really it's really astonishing and and you watch those you watch the film because that that kennedy speech is on a loop and you can just see the pocket protector guys Oh, we've like we've watched it many. We've watched it so many times and talked about it so many times that I'm going to give you a, an eight second anecdote that perfectly encapsulates my relationship with my daughter, which is we watch that and uh, and I and I say, you know, uh, you know what I would have said, uh, you know what I would have said if I were him. She goes, yes, you would have said difficult instead of hard. I know. I was like, yeah, he would have made his point more clearly. I think difficult would be a better word choice there. Difficult we do these things difficult. not because they are easy. But because they are difficult. Difficult. Thank um, you. I, it would sound better. I'm going to tie this all together or break it all apart. I'm not sure which. Um, to your point about the, um, the trying to do a remote Montessori, which is kind of yeah. a mind-boggling concept. But yes, I mean, you know, okay, so it would be easy for somebody like me to look at Montessori or Waldorf and go, oh, you you people, you're so silly. You're, you're such hypocrites. You're whatever. But, like, I, I admire and respect the desire to say I have – I'm living intentionally in a way where I make choices about how I'm going to conduct myself in the world. I have a respect for that with a lot of, a lot of people, uh, you know, um, that, yes, that you would please. say, like, I think it's cool to say like, well, like, of course, nothing happens now unless we talk about it and unless we post about it. But there are a lot of people who do little things like, hey, you know, um, I'm not going to use my phone at these certain times of day just because that makes me feel healthy. And shit, man, I was the same way. When my kid was born, I had a bunch of completely arbitrary made-up rules about how to be a less terrible father working in a house with a baby. So like classics I've talked about, like, you know, people have said to me, thank you for this tip. Here's a tip. As soon as you can see your house, you have to take off your headphones. You have to at least, if you're going to listen to music or a podcast on the way home, as soon as you can see where you live, take off your headphones and wow. in an intentional way, begin a transitional period that says, I'm going from what I was doing into what I'm going to do next. I like that. It's like a docking procedure. It, precisely. Yeah. Or, or like an, another one. These are all very easy. But one that, that I thought was very, I had to do was I don't open my laptop until my kid's gone to sleep for the night. Not every day, not all the time, but like in, until something better comes along, that's a really good rule. And I, I, I think that was smart for me to do. And I think it's advisable for everybody to make those decisions. So just, I just want to stipulate step zero. I'm not trying to bag on anybody with this stuff. To your point, though, about like, why, why isn't this, why can't this be more the way I want? Maybe it's because the computer people are going to tell me it's because it's difficult. Um, I think... I think a big problem we all, almost all of us, probably all of us, let's be honest, suffer from is when we get anywhere, even in our own field, but especially with other people's fields, we have a very um, incomplete idea about what makes something difficult or easy, right? So like there's certain kinds of things where you go, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like when, when I was a designer a million years ago, you know, people would always say the same things. They'd say, can you make the logo bigger? Can you jazz it up a little bit? Can you make it pop? And I'm like, you know, my computer, I have a really nice Mac, but I do not have a pop button. There's no button to hit to make it pop. And so you, you, you do all these dumb psychological tricks of like, uh, always show them three and have the third one be the one you want them to pick, you know, stuff like that. But in this case, 
I'm not going to say this is universally true, but in my own observation and from hearing my friends who are educators, distance learning, online learning, um, any kind of learning is different from other kinds of learning. There's no pop mm-hmm. button. You don't, you don't say, okay, hey, right, here we go. Uh, everything you've done, your, your job where you like you, your job where you make $60,000 a year and have two roommates. Uh, by the way, all that work you've done, like that now only needs to go online. So put that online. And I'm not saying, I just feel like there has been a certain exaggerated level of expectation about what educators in particular, um, not just what they know about technology, but let's put it this way. Let's say you showed up for a gig and you're John Roderick from the Long Winners and you brought your guitar and you're ready to go out there and do your set. And they go, uh, what what, what are you doing there? What is that? And you go, well, this is my guitar. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I had it sound check, you know, play the piano, play a little guitar. And they go, oh. No, 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 no. I'm going to give you this Dell laptop, and I want you to go out and improvise trap music, <laughs> which might be fun. But here's, right. let's, here's there's some that's angles. That's not where I thought you were going with that, but that's very good. Well, I mean, for example, <laughs> I don't know how to use a fucking PC, let alone how to make Vaporwave or whatever. I have no <laughs> idea how to do any of that. I could, I could tap my way around. I could probably, if I had the right uh, you know, two-factor, I could check my email. I don't fucking know how to make that kind of music, let alone use that particular... Well, it's just a performance. Go out, you're a performer, right? Go out and do your performance. And so how do you explain to that? And I realize this is a straw man. But like, that is not dissimilar from saying to a teacher... Take all that stuff you do and put it online. You're like, well, we mostly just, you know, we have quiet time and look at colored blocks. All right, cool. Put the colored blocks online. And you're like, with what? Like every Mac laptop and desktop has the shittiest conceivable camera. Everybody looks like their their, their screen is covered with Vaseline. All these things we're discovering because we never had to like be forced to do it that way. Certain kinds of people, absolutely, they walk right into it. I just think that in talking about this, there's something, it's an Anna Karenina thing, where we're each, we're each fucked up in our own different way because of what's being expected of us, what tools are available, and then what our recourse is if we don't understand why something is not working. In the case of your modem this morning, right? It's, it's not only that I'm, I'm not sure if this thing is broken, but if it is broken, I don't know how to tell that it's broken. If I can tell that it's broken, I have absolutely no idea how to fix it apart from turning it off and on. And that's a frustrating way to conduct your life is that everything mostly works fine until it doesn't. And now your career is like, you've got to go jam this, you know, square peg into the round hole. That was a lot. Yeah. No, no, but, but it's, but I think what you were saying is absolutely, uh, absolutely true and and like a like a very good uh, uh like high level view of the problem you know for me i'm always frustrated because what i want what i want, what I want. is just put just just send me some stuff i can print out so that she and i because what because i'm thinking of it from the perspective of here's my kid i need to teach her now so what's the natural way to do that? Well, we sit down together at a table and we have a piece of paper that tells us, um, here are some word problems. Mm-hmm. Here are some math problems. Here are some geometry problems. Here's a, a text to read. Like I go immediately back to what I know, which is, well, so there's a textbook, presumably. Send us, send us the textbook and we'll work through the assignments. Mm-hmm. And... Montessori, you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of the time what they're doing is they're not shooting from the hip. They're working from a 
a philosophy, but their philosophy is throw a bunch of corn on the floor and then the little chickens are going to, are going to find the corn. And about a hundred dollars, <laughs> you know, and, and so, and when they say like, well, I had no, John, there's so much going on right now. I had no idea the corn had such a large role in our lives. In it's, I'm, it's everywhere, right? You can make it into, you can make it into, into uh, gasoline. Sure, it's soda pop. It's soda uh, pop. You get the yep. uh, you get the uh, all the various uh, the the syrups of corn that you could make. Yep. yep, yep. You can make a corn pie. You can make a corn hat. You can make a huh. corn snake. It gets, it gets up as high as the elephant's eye. Right, mm-hmm. right. The mm-hmm. elephant, which is as far as we Again, know, either a python or a could barn. be a python or a camel. It could have a strap on camel. My my sense is that. So my frustration is, what the fuck. Just yeah. send me a thing because what my kid wants and what I want is to be able to sit down and say, here's what we're doing today. And because Montessori is based on the idea that 18 kids are going to be all work, all pecking at the corn, and one of them's going to go, I don't know how to do this. And the other one's going to go, let me show you, my, my good friend, uh-huh. my, my fellow kid. Let me show you. And that's, and, and kids are going to educate themselves. It's Lord of the Flies. The, and we just keep them from eating each other. So we sit down and, you know, and the thing I printed this, off. This is all, you know, the thing is what people don't realize is John is just reading verbatim from Maria Montessori's Wikipedia entry right now. You get the kids in the room. We got the, we got the corn kid over here. And the other ones, uh, well, what yeah. is it? I got no blocks. Uh, he's got like, no, no soup. So I, not me, not me. So like the first, the first thing that's crazy is I print this thing off and we have a black and white printer. Uh-huh. Because the idea that I was ever going to print out any pie charts did not seem like like worth oh, the that's such a good example of nobody should shit. see this coming yeah right so i got a black and white printer because all i ever do is print out contracts <laughs> sign them and fax them <laughs> and and so i get this thing and it's in color and i print it off and it's like okay well here's your pie chart you know pick the one that is a different shade of pink from the other one Ugh. and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> yeah. or or like the keywords were highlighted with a background with a color oh, but as it prints out in black it's just like redacted mm-hmm. so i'm like okay well <laughs> redacted, it looks like something redacted. the daily beast would put up <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like a, a, a eddie van halen's writer mm-hmm. and so that just seems like like a like simple problem number one. Like why why do why is this in color? Why do you assume that we have a color printer? You can't possibly make that assumption. Well, in a lot of cases, that's not the assumption they're making. The assumption they're making is you don't you don't need to print this out. Just look at it on your iPad. Yeah, and it's like oh fuck, we don't have one of those either, and we don't use computers that way, right? We've never once sat our daughter in front of a computer. And what that's produced is a nine-year-old that's not interested. If I were to say, like, hey, sit down in front of the computer and figure out this thing, or let me walk you through the website, she just, her eye doesn't, her eye wanders. The computer isn't a place that's fascinating to her. And I've yet to, and part of this is her mother is a, is, although, although her mother is an internet security executive, she's also a hippie Luddite. And, and there's a there's a tremendous uh, like tension between the fact that she spends all day on a computer working with computer people about computers for computers about computers, and yet 
in the kit. I'm sorry, Alexa. I didn't oh, mean to wake no, you up. No, not again, John. Sorry, Alexis. Please <laughs> leave me alone. Have you disappointed her? Please leave me alone. Recalculating. I'll never say computer again. Uh, and oh, and she has this right in her house. She likes to be able to say, "Alexis, play the Beastie Boys. Check your head." Mm-hmm. And Alexis goes, "Check your head. Playing's check your head on Spotify." Mm-hmm. Like that, she she probably the first one to have a have computer light bulbs, although we don't have those. Hmm. But at the same time, when I say I want to teach our little girl how to use Wikipedia, she gets a look in her eye and she's like, "No, I don't want her on computers," and I don't think she's worried about our nine year old like taking bikini selfies and putting them online as mm-hmm. much as she's worried about her becoming getting sucked into the machine i guess so watching unboxing videos or 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 asmr videos i don't know why i don't know what it well i mean you've you've surely heard this factoid um that there for some some years now there's been a a sometimes private sometimes very public sentiment in silicon valley that the people who make a lot of this stuff are very conservative about letting their kids use computers. Is that right? The hot take is, oh, you're such a hypocrite. Um, But the other take on that is, which is maybe true. I don't have a dog in that fight. I can tell you that my daughter's best friend uh, from from birth, uh, her parents are tech people, and she goes to Waldorf. Um, really? it's not, there's something, there's something I think maybe to this. I, you know, the, the extreme example from things recently is like, I think people who I've heard interviews with a guy at, uh, Google who uh, did a lot on the algorithm for recommending videos. And he uh, doesn't think it's such a positive force in the world. I've heard people from Facebook say similar kinds of things. These things are all designed to, to draw you in, to increase your view time, all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess what I'm saying to you is I think it's not dishonest to say they're the people who are keeping their kids away from screens have their reasons a lot of the time. It's not yeah. it's not that they're Luddites. It's not that they're, in this case, what do you want to call it, a hypocrite? Well, I mean, just because you own a bar doesn't mean your kid's allowed to drink from birth. <laughs> I think it's it's so weird how, like, there was this transformation. We've talked about this probably half a dozen times. I grew up in the period where the TV was the idiot box. TV equals screen. Screens equals bad. And then pretty soon you're going to be killing yourself at a Judas Priest concert. And it's all because of TV. And then, you know, how many years ago? What was it? Ten years ago? Nine years ago? We first started talking about Jonathan versus John in terms of at their other John, other Jonathan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, Jonathan in the one household, the kids can go just pick up a, an iPad whenever they want. In the other house, that's all very heavily regulated. And now we get to where Merlin is on a, any given Sunday, which is, well, how do I not use a screen to do stuff now? Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be like that David Cross character with the, with the Victrola. You know, it's, 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 it, you're being a little bit too cute if you're not making sensible decisions about when it's appropriate to use technology and not. And that's up to everybody to get to make the decision, you hope. Unless you're a gig economy worker. And guess what? You hand your phone to your gig economy employer and they install a, uh, a profile on there that will let them do stuff like track what you're doing if you're working for somebody else. There's all that kind of stuff where you're like, technology is way more than washers, dryers, and online block classes. It's just, it's embedded so deeply in culture 
where a privileged few get to utilize it at high speeds in ways that they want. And a lot of other people are really stuck with a very shitty uh, panopticon experience. Right, right. And I don't mind the fact right now that at least at least at this moment in my daughter's life, I honestly am like, um, I'm basically a character on a Tootsie Pop wrapper. Like, <laughs> let's go out and like roll hoops. And, <laughs> you live and, in a bazooka show. <laughs> I do. And like, like, let's go, you know, do archery practice. Hey, and let's, then the we'll... three, let's the three of us get in a trench coat and go to an R-rated movie. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, I'm an adult, still, please. As far as my daughter is concerned, in some ways, it's still 1970 because of the things that she huh. has uh, that she has access to right i mean it's not like it's not like all of our toys for her are made by the amish but she plays with dolls <laughs> reads books and rides her bike and plays in the yard oh we forgot then, to say sorry sorry john real, real quick before i forget no. you can also make a doll out of corn you can make a doll out of corn, absolutely. Corn doll. My, my, my mom is always bringing over her old corn dolls. Oh, like no. what I found. Oh, not like this. Oh, no, no, no. Look, look please, mom, please keep the corn dolls in your place. It's one of my old corn dolls. <laughs> this is little Nancy. She's had a troubled past. Uh, but at the, on the other hand, and I kept expecting a lot more from her, a lot more protest. Yeah, pushback that she can't that, like watch you know YouTube videos or something. Not that, that her mom and I spend so much fucking time looking at our phones. Oh, sure. Like, I expected that by the time my daughter was nine, she would either be standing there accusing us of hypocrisy, or she would be like some uh, Latter-day Saints television commercial, sitting over in the corner with a single tear dripping down her face. As for, just, mo- for just 60 cents a month, you can buy me a corn doll. <laughs> that, right? As, as her mom I and I sit there. I will remember you. And her mom is on some Slack channel talking about, <laughs> you know, the marketing budget. And I'm on there going, God damn it. I'm going to tell this person on Twitter exactly where they can put it. Mm-hmm. And yet she kind of, I mean, she definitely bounces in and says like, all right, phone's down. Mm-hmm. But. But she takes it in stride, and so it hasn't become an attractive nuisance. She's not like, mm-hmm. let me look at your phone. She forgets that she forgets that she could, and yet she accepts somewhat, at least right now, that I look at a computer or a phone a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to square those things because I'm telling her there's nothing on the internet, and I agree. But I'm on there all the time, and and it and and it's a and it affects me. It affects mm-hmm. my emotions. It affects my yeah, presence. Yeah, long after you put the device down, you're kind of still on the internet. Yeah, sure. I mean, you turn your podcast off as soon as you hear your house, and that is that's beautiful. But um, but for me, like, you know, it's one of the great things about working in my ravine, which is what I'm primarily doing now with any spare time. Did you say um, ravine? I have a ravine. Oh, okay. And the problem is that I know for a fact that state law and county law and city law in my region all 
have very strong feelings. Because as you know, the law is just feelings. Mm-hmm. Feelings are real. Therefore, it's feelings, they're feelings ergo, written down. laws are real. Um, they all have laws about whether or not I'm allowed to just go down into the creek in the bottom of my ravine and start fucking around building dams. The, they're very clear about this. Okay. That you need to do an environmental impact statement. You need oh, to it's hire like when the film company or electric company says, uh, call candy uh, before you dig. That call candy thing. before you dig, yeah. yeah. Except in this case, you're supposed to get probably 15 layers of permits. Mm-hmm. You need and you need hydrological engineers. What about the beavers? What about the beeves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there uh, every... Every institution uh, in Washington and in King County and in the town where I live, they all have some clause about wetlands. And yet my creek is not visible from the road and is so fucked up by the past, by people fucking it up. I mean, there's like a transmission in it, you know, Um, (laughs) that I just said – well, sure. I mean, I'm not going to do anything that's bad. I'm only going to do, I'm going to, you know what I am? I'm oh. a human beaver. Oh. I'm that's, the big beave. That's so nice. Yeah. And so I'm that's down like in like lifestyle thing. You're a full-time beaver. I'm a full-time beaver. Okay. I'm down in the creek beaving away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When my, when my kid comes with me, I'm like, look, you're either, uh, you're either a beaver yep. or you're not a beaver. Either on the dam or off the dam. Right. You're, that's right. You're either the beaver or you're the dam. <laughs> Someday, and, sometimes the beaver builds the dam and sometimes the dam beavers you <laughs> right uh-huh. sometimes it's the dam we met along the way oh I see the unknown unknown dam beavers so she comes I go down there I'm building little structures I'm taking like metal parts out and I'm putting wood parts in and you know and I'm doing it all in the hopes that one day I will cut the ribbon and unveil my my masterwork and the beavers will flock and the people, the, the mayor with a top hat and a sash will come in and give me a, we had you wrong all along, John Roderick. You're the greatest beaver of all. You've done a thing for us, sir. (laughs) With his giant fucking scissors. (laughs) (laughs) We owe you an apology. But I'm down there and my mind is absolutely evacuated of any concern other than a nine-year-old boy's desire to put things in a stream and cha- and make the stream go here. Oh, John, and then make I have the these and I love them. I treasure them. The thing you get to disappear into. I'm, I'm completely disappearing. Yes, yes. And it is, it's so incredible that I'll come out of six hours in the ravine and I'm completely covered in mud and it, I'm soaking wet because it's been raining and I'm working in a creek and I come up and I have a moment where I'm like, <clears throat> hey, wait a minute. What, isn't, there, isn't there something? Was I doing something? And then I remember my phone, mm-hmm. the internet, the world, all the people I know. Like it all comes kind of rushing back in. And I pull my phone out and I look at it and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I haven't looked at my phone in six hours. I know. And and it's and, and at it first feels... it's always it's always difficult. You almost want a website that's like, you know, there's like Twitter moments. I, I want something that's like Twitter moments for Twitter moments, where you can explain what the fuck this means. Like, why is every what is everybody mad about right now? I can't tell. Yeah. I've only been here for a minute. 
yeah, I've only been here for a minute. What happened? Was there a school shooting? Did mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah. And, um, and you wonder like, well, I mean, I, I honestly do believe that I could log on once a week. Is that, is that crazy? Oh, I think twice a week would do you. Twice a week, mm-hmm. twice a week. Um, and that my daughter could, I, what I want her to, what I, my, all my encyclopedias are in storage hmm. and what I want, I know, <laughs> hmm. I know hmm. what I, what I, what you want, want <laughs> is my encyclopedias because I want to sit with her and say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the Andromeda galaxy. Well, let's look that up. Oh, you know, Aristotle. Are these like, are these like world books from back in the day? Yeah, my when I was born in 1968, my parents bought the Britannica. Whoa, that's the nice one. And they bought it for me because it was like in 1968, the idea at least as far as they as far as the world was then was you buy a kid the Britannica at their birth and it will be with them the rest of their life as though uh, like it's the it's the greatest savings bond you can buy. Yeah, and in the craziest way, that Britannica. What a what a terrible year to buy a set of encyclopedias in 1968. It's I mean, really because like by 1969, right. just, I mean one one. What do they call the updates? The annual update, like some world book, uh, the, the world world book or the yearbook. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, there'd always be like an addendum. That'd be a pretty thick addendum. I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, when you think about it, like plate tectonics, right? Like, mm-hmm. like extinction events, like all those things in 1968 were like, well, we think, we think what killed the dinosaurs was sadness or, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're just they drinking so enough milk. <laughs> but in terms of the fact that when I, I mean, what in, in high school, when I sat down to write a research project, I got my Britannica out. And that worked for me. I mean, I was still looking stuff up into my 30s before, well, shit. I mean, honestly, before Wikipedia, I still mm-hmm. pulled the Britannica out. And considering. I mean, if you want to learn about Zachary Taylor, there's right. probably not been that many bombshells even in the last 40 years about Zachary Taylor. Yeah. If you want to, if you just want to sketch out the life of a cell, mm-hmm. like, oh, <clears> the life <throat> of a cell, right? Like, we haven't. She doesn't need to know so much about mitochondrial DNA, right? It's just it's, we're talking about that's the, the life engine. Of the that's the engine yeah. of the cell. That's the engine of the cell. Mm-hmm. Put, 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 put. <laughs> but if we're living here in a world where we're stacking corn, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to do math with her, where I'm like, well, here it's we're we're multiplying fractions, and she's like, I don't get it, and I'm like, oh right, you're a Montessori kid, mm-hmm. and I go, how many petals are on a flower? And she's like, oh, are we talking about flower petals now? Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. All right, let's get the let's get the encyclopedia out. Oh fuck, we can't because they're in storage. They're storage. Mm-hmm. And so I I need to have her understand Wikipedia because I want to talk about stuff with her. I want her to start doing that thing that that we did, which is when nobody's around, go pull the encyclopedia down. When it's a rainy day, you go sit and stare at the encyclopedia. And, and that's what's missing mm-hmm. in not having the internet because she can't go do what I do, which is when she comes in and I'm looking at my phone, how much of that time is, is Wikipedia? It's gotta be 
thirty percent of the, of my day. Yes, yeah. no, it's it's incredible. I used to look at so many different websites. Oh, so there was a scene on Veronica Mars, a uh, scene that takes place in probably two thousand five or six, and Veronica is looking at somebody's web history, and all, all three of us were like. <laughs> That's not what a web history looks like, because it's basically, imagine they go to history, and it's just, it's like, it's like 60 different single-page views of a web, of website. So it'll be like, you know, whatever, like <laughs> CNN, one view of CNN. One, it's like, no, no, more like, you know, um, I don't know, uh, the way that, well, I'm not, not going to say, <laughs> But the way most modern people use a website is, no, I use four websites, and I use it all the time. IMDb. Wikipedia, Google News, Twitter, like the number of websites I use, my ecosystem has gotten so much smaller and it really has become more of an appliance than a playground for me. My favorite thing in the world is that you call it Wikipedia. Did I say wiki? Wikipedia. We should interrogate that. We should interrogate it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 